Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Let's keep it going. Thank you, Tracy. I don't need this one. Hold on. Now we have too many mics. This is fine. If this one rolls off, you guys shout at me. Don't want like a Poseidon adventure, this bad boy. All right, thank you. Thank you, Tracy. One of my podcasting muses, inspirations. Thank you. Um, so what are we doing a show about today, Sydney? Oh, oh let, let me do my re- the right one. Do your thing. We're recording We're recording this too. for posterity. Yes. So, Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I am your co-host, Justin McElroy. And, and I'm Sydney McElroy. You know what? It used to hurt. It doesn't anymore. You people can't hurt me anymore. Skin of stone. So what's the show about today, Sid? Well, uh, you d- many of you probably don't know this. None of you know this. Uh, what I just do is I know, I mean, I know everything, right, about medical history. Like, it's all just up here. I certainly don't research this. And so I just have, like, a list of topics and just, you know, whatever week it is, I just click through and we'll just see what's up this week. So let's, hold on, I'm going to tell you. What are we doing? <laughs> Thank you. This was bad timing. What it? What is it? What's this was very bad timing. What is it? Let's not. You know what? Let's just take qu- questions. Why don't we just do questions? Let's not. No, we no, don't no, no, do no. This. We, only do, we, we don't want to do this. We only do Q and A ones when we don't have time to prep an actual episode. No, right? let's just you know shots. Hey, shots for everybody. It, okay, no, right. No, there stop. we go. This you isn't like senior that? frogs. Okay, we're on a cruise ship. This is a classy place. What's it about, sister? Um, well, the topic this week is norovirus. Okay. I am sorry about that. What? I don't get but it. But it's Friday, so you've made yeah, it this so far. If you didn't get it yet, by yet, you're f- probably fine. Probably. Hopefully. Ooh, well, we'll get into that. This feels weird to me over here. Are you usually over here? I am usually over there. Hold on. Oh, this is so much better. Oh, thank God. <laughs> that was very awkward. Yeah, let the show commit continue or begin now, actually, start. <laughs> Do you want to know about norovirus? Yeah. Are you sure? Since you have seemingly survived it, hopefully, keep your fingers crossed. Uh, so, norovirus. In 1929, a pediatrician named Dr. Zahorsky 
that I want to tell you just a little bit about. Dr. Zahorsky was an immigrant from what was then Austria-Hungary who moved to Missouri as a child and then worked three jobs to pay his way through medical school. And then he went on to devote his life to the care of premature infants in St. Louis. He saved lives. He improved neonatal care. He's one of the first fathers of what we think of as the neonatal intensive care unit of those boxes that you see premature babies in. He was one of the first fathers of that. He encouraged mothers uh, breastfeeding. He was a, an amazing doctor who then retired to return to his hometown and be a home country doctor for kids in his hometown. An amazing guy who also wrote about winter vomiting sickness, which is what we now call norovirus. <laughs> I only mention all that because immigrants getting the job done. Yeah. Just had to... Had to throw that out there, Dr. Zahorsky. Unless that job is naming his disease, because that was not a very good job. That that in that one instance, winter what is it? Winter vomiting sickness. You get one chance to finally name something, and you're just like, oh, what time is it? Okay, it's winter. I'm vomiting. Done. I mean, we named it again later because we all acknowledged like tacitly, and I was like, hey. They didn't do a very good job, did he? That no. was great. We love you. You did a great job, but we're going to rename that. Right. But he was probably the first one to write about it, but at the time we didn't have the technology to see, like, is this the same bug that's causing it? What family is it in? What are we going to call it? So he just, like, went her vomiting sickness, and everybody went, hmm, interesting, and then moved on. It wasn't until a lovely fall day in October 1960. And somebody got it, and they were like, well, we have to rename it. <laughs> so let me take you to... Norwalk, Ohio. It's at, we are at Norwalk Bronson Elementary School. Do you want to be the principal? Uh, Your principal, Conway, Principal William uh, Conway. Principal Conway here. It's a, it's a beautiful fall day. A beautiful fall School's day. School's just started. School's just started. And you, uh, the, the bell has already the rung. The already rung. Students are what? in their classrooms. Okay. Doing what they do. Do you go about your business, young people? And he begins checking the attendance rolls. Is that something principals Hello, do? It's me. I'm a principal with <laughs> poor time he management. all the attendance <laughs> just to see who's there. Check the rolls. Which is scary. Your principals were doing that. They knew when you skipped school because they yeah. were just checking. So he's checking his attendance rolls, and he notices something odd. No, this is odd. There are, a, <laughs> there are a lot of absent students. And it's, and it's full. Wait, <laughs> how, can this, how can this be? <laughs> About a third of his students between third and fifth grade are gone, which is like 10 times more than an average school day. So there are a lot of people gone. So he does what any responsible principal does and alert the local health officials, which I didn't know they did that. So he called the local health department and was like, uh, I got a third of students out. Something is going on. Somebody, somebody got us sick. I don't what, know. What time period are we talking about again? 1968. Okay. All right. Does that help? So relatively recent. Well, yeah. no. Yeah. Know, are you picturing him in bell bottoms? No, now, I was going to make a joke about how, like, maybe a new Mario game came out, but, like, that doesn't make any sense <laughs> no, in that doesn't. Like, on what? Punch cards? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the history of video games? Univac has a new Mario game out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still the principal who apparently is an expert in video games. Full <laughs> time video games. So he calls the local health department and an investigation begins, but by this time, people are getting really sick. Students teachers, the faculty, people in this elementary school are dropping like flies. There are students and teachers puking in the hallways, like laying in the hallways, 
sick. I mean, it's a it's a whole it's a mess. That one scene from Gone it's in the Wind. Mess. It's just like laid out. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't curse on this show, but it's, it was a poop show. Is what it I was, was saying. P- Not the other word. Literally. Right. <laughs> That's exactly what was happening. In two days, half of the school, students and faculty, everybody got sick with GI symptoms. They were puking, they were pooping, they were sick. Another 32% of the school got it from those initial contacts. So everybody got sick. Norwalk Bronson Elementary School was a disaster scene. But then, four days later, it's gone. Everybody's better. Whatever caused it has left town all the kids are back in school. All the teachers are back. Principal Conway can go through his, his attendance roles and everything's normal again. But nobody knows what's happened. And as a result, for another six months in this elementary school, all the kids had to bring like box lunches and drink bottled water. And everybody was terrified every day. Like, is the pooping coming back? <laughs> <laughs> but they were okay. So initially they couldn't, they couldn't ca- figure out what caused it, but they had alerted, alerted public health officials, and so the CDC got involved, and the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, decided we are going to chase this down and keep studying it until we figure out what the heck happened in Norwalk, Ohio. So, so. they took isolates from the sick people. Now, I, by that, I mean they took poop from sick people. Y'all got so many charming ways to not say poop. I meant to compliment you on that. You're, you, you, you doctors have a lot of cool ways of not saying poop. I, I am about to go through a series of ways that I love I love cool research papers uh, by scientists who are trying to describe really disgusting things that we do when we're trying to figure something out, but they don't want to say, like, we made people eat poop. So they came up with, like, all these, like creative ways of wording it so we gave we people dominoes <laughs> Wink. we took <laughs> that's just the first thing that came to my head y'all i'm actually into dominoes they d- have gotten a lot better in recent years we're all my domino head people out yeah yeah you like dominoes i like dominoes <laughs> it's good now uh so <laughs> <laughs> that was their slogan for a long time <laughs> It really was. It really was like the commercials yeah, were like, we're have you tried now? it recently? Because it's so much better. <laughs> it used to be bad, Domino's. <laughs> so the first, the first task, this was 1968, and they wanted to figure out, was this a bacteria or a virus? And this is like a big deal. This sounds like, well, who cares? I mean, that's what most people who aren't in medicine are like, whatever, who cares? Just like stop me from pooping. And <laughs> the, the thing is, viruses were and still kind of are like the mysterious sexy undead of the microbiological world. They look world. sweet. They look totally sweet. Well, like a cool they've got like a cool crystal at the end and it's like a staff and it's like spider legs. That okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a bacteriophage. That's really good. Thanks. I'm Thanks, really impressed. Sydney. Yeah, no problem. That's good. No big deal. They really are. <laughs> I just really know are. some things, I guess, this whole time. You know that? How do you remember that thing? How is Cause that Because it looks thing? sweet, Sydney. <laughs> Everything else looks like a big, dumb glob with a circle in the middle. And that one thing look, is like a friggin' heavy metal album cover. <laughs> <laughs> That's really true. Viruses were kind of like the Edward Cullen of the microbiology world because it was like... They're dangerous, but they're so sexy. And I can't keep myself away. Is it alive? Is it dead? I don't know. <laughs> but its cheekbones are amazing. <laughs> so 
so they pass it through a filter to try to figure out, is this a bacteria or a virus? So that's where we get all of these next sentences from the various studies that were done. That's what we're talking about, is they, they took poop and they passed it through a filter. So they then, in one study, fecal filtrate was used to induce illness in human volunteers. So let's let's break that down a different nah, way. Nah, 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 nah. It's fine. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I got another one. Aerosolized bacteria-free throat washings or fecal suspensions from persons in a gastroenteritis outbreak were administered to humans. That's a, that's when the 1960s that Batman show got way off course. Like, <laughs> I don't buy I don't buy it, Penguin. <laughs> I got one more. <laughs> They induced afebrile diarrheal illness following oral administration of pooled bacteria-free fecal filtrates or throat washings of patients. So they got volunteers to eat poop from sick people. <laughs> Did you say it's bacteria-free, though? Yeah, well, no, it was a virus, so you're, I mean, ah, that's how right, they proved cool. it. All but right. they had to give it to so many people just to say, nope, it's definitely a virus. We still don't know which one. We don't know anything about it, but we made all these humans eat poop. And what could that sales pitch be? <laughs> could, do you think it was like you just laid it out to me? Like they threw a bunch of jargon out and then they're like, so do you want $10? <laughs> Like, can you repeat it one more time? That's what they figured out at the end. They were like, this is definitely a virus, and humans will do anything, anything for, for money. Yeah. So <laughs> anything $10, at Adam. All. So they proved that it was a virus, but it was still really hard to figure out viruses. What do they look like? Um, we have to use... This is one of the things that attracted me to like infectious diseases initially, because in order to look at viruses, you have to use an electron microscope, and you have to make these little like pellets of stuff that then you then cut with a diamond knife a diamond because it's so sharp and you cut it and then you look at it under an electron microscope. It's so cute when you expect nerdy things to get the kind of reaction you're hoping for. I felt like on this cruise, people would agree with me. <laughs> I felt like I was in, you know, like-minded I'll company. It. I'll allow it. <laughs> so eventually by 1972, they fed a lot of poop to a lot of people. <laughs> by 1972, they were able to isolate a virus that caused all this pooping and they called it, well, there were several different things. They initially called it the Norwalk virus. So when you talk about norovirus and Norwalk virus, you're really talking about the same thing. You're talking about the clinical syndrome that happens as a result of norovirus. So Norwalk virus is what a lot of people call it. They also called it Norwalk-like virus, Norwalk agent, small rounded structured virus, which is not. They knew that really one wasn't going to catch on. They tried to go back to the winter vomiting bug, winter vomiting disease, snow mountain virus, acute non-bacterial gastroenteritis, stomach flu. Norwalk is kind of what stuck. For the record, in that light, the people of Norwalk, Ohio, <laughs> would like you to know the following. Norwalk, also known as the Maple City. <laughs> sounds delightful, doesn't it? The Maple City. They are home to a hundred-year-old furniture factory. <laughs> A performing arts center, a drag racing track, and they are the home of Paul Brown, famous football coach of Cleveland Browns fame. I'm enjoying this list, and I'm starting to guess what's not going to be on it. <laughs> they would like you to remember Norwalk, Ohio, for literally anything other than the vomiting, <laughs> pooping bug. Name and also, one Norwalk, time, Ohio. a school full of kids pooped their brains out. <laughs> Daryl, I told you to get it off the list. 
I don't know how to edit HTML, and you know this, and it's cruel. Please go and remove it from our website. Please. You are my deputy. Please, you have to do this. I actually searched I searched the Norwalk, Ohio website to see, like, is there any mention? Well, of course not. Of course. They have all these lovely things, like, please come visit Norwalk. Please. I promise you, nobody is puking and pooping here right now. That was 1968. It's gone. Please come visit us. That would be a Maple weird City. tourism thing to lean into, though. I don't know how they would capitalize on that. If they want us to do ads, I'm ready. I know everything about Norwalk, Ohio now. <laughs> So, norovirus, now that we know what it's called, let's talk a little bit about it. It is a viral illness that causes inflammation of your stomach and your intestines. Do you know how noro came from Norwalk? Why noro? Noro is like the family of viruses. Oh, so it's not connected? It is. I mean, when, yes, there are other. Oh, is it cute? Is it like clever? Is it a pun? No. There's like there are other noroviridae, there are other noroviruses. It's From just when you when you start puking and having diarrhea, Norwalk virus is what you're talking about. But uh, but it's not. You, no, it's different. It's not called noro because noro sounds kind of like Norwalk. Well, was anybody else thinking the same thing? Like I was not okay. I mean. Yeah, no, I guess it must have been because then they broke it down afterwards. So yeah, Noro, Noro came from Norwalk. Okay, I wasn't trying to. No, you're right. Okay, but there was, there was this. There we go. Well, <laughs> from what I none of us have Wi-Fi. Let's I not go crazy, okay? <laughs> I couldn't. Find Nobody's this. right until we get to San Diego. <laughs> And we can check. I couldn't find this substantiated, but what I had read is that norovirus is initially what a lot of, like, if you got, if you got sick, they would say norovirus. And there was, like, this big push not to call it norovirus because noro is a common last name. And it was associated with, like, this family name. Okay. And so instead, let's just throw this tiny town in Ohio under the bus and call it Norwalk instead. But there's actually multiple noroviruses. Anyway, it causes you to puke. And you get stomach pain, and you poop a lot, and you get headaches, and you get fevers and body aches, but it's pretty quick. After you're exposed, you're going to get symptoms in between 12 and 48 hours, usually pretty early, though. And it, it really it hits fast and furious, and one to three days later, you're completely fine, which is why like it hit that tiny elementary school, and everybody got sick, and then everybody was fine. The only real worry is dehydration, which is true with any kind of diarrheal illness. Like, we just worry that you're not going to replenish your fluids fast enough and you're going to get really dehydrated, and that can cause other problems. But for most people, it's just really inconvenient. Uh, for the very young, the very old, and anybody who has any underlying illness, it could be more of a big deal. But for most people, it's just it just sucks. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. It really does come on sometime between November and April. So like the winter vomiting illness, that's actually pretty true. And it spreads really easily. As in like 20 viral particles are all it takes for you to get sick from getting in contact with this. So we talk about it on cruise ships, but actually it's just as common in schools, daycares, nursing homes, restaurants, any kind of catered event. Uh, military settings, any place where a lot of people are really close together, you're it can at pop risk. Off. If it pops off there, it's going to pop off pretty much any, anywhere there's concentration. Exactly. Um, and, I, and I love, like, how do you get it? How do you get it? This is my favorite part. How do you get it? The CDC says you can become infected with norovirus by accidentally getting stool or vomit from infected people in your mouth. <laughs> 
hope. I mean, accidentally. Let's hope. Like, it's accidentally. A, it's a cool disease because it's sort of like the nihilism of diseases because it forces you to confront some unpleasant realities. <laughs> Just like, hey, and also, you eat poop sometimes. Shh. Anyway, enjoy your diarrhea. That's also called the like f- enough times that we have a name for the thing that it, when it happens, they need slang for how often you eat poop. <laughs> like if you ask how it happened, they don't say like get a chair. I'm gonna need some time to explain this to you. They say, oh, we have a name for it. It's the fecal oral route. It go- from poop <laughs> to your mouth. Get it? Anyway, that that'll be fifty dollars. I'm so proud that you know the name of that route now. Yeah, I, I'll be trotting that out at every dinner party I want to get <laughs> evicted from. That's my favorite route. It's so much better than respiratory droplets or airborne, the fecal-oral route. You know exactly what it is, and it reminds us that, I mean, we're animals, everybody. It's you a lot better than animals. 23 when you're going up through Kentucky. There's nothing there. <laughs> better stop and get gas in Portsmouth because you're not going to hit fuel for... So if you're going to Cincinnati, it's usually the quick. <laughs> now the problem is that even though from Huntington, I mean, yeah, it's right. <laughs> that everybody's everybody's point of reference is from Huntington, West Virginia, <laughs> to Cincinnati on the east coast right. of America. It's like, where am I going? Well, let's start in Huntington. Obviously, that's where we start. Uh, the problem is that even though your symptoms are really short-lived, so you didn't puke and poop very long, you're continuing to shed the virus in your stool for up to two weeks. So you're still infectious. Long after you feel better, it, you're still, if you don't wash your hands, you're still going to give it to people, which is why you get these outbreaks where it just keeps spreading if people aren't you know, washing their hands like they're supposed to. It's the leading cause of illness from food in the United States. It causes 19 to 21 million illnesses in the U.S. yearly. What that means is we think about it as this like isolated outbreak kind of thing. Everybody's had, probably in this room, you have all had norovirus. You are likely to get it about five times in your life. How's your week? The How's only your week going? illness. Pretty good. <laughs> Remember the route? Remember five times? <laughs> the only illness. That's five times just when people already have it. That means you'll eat poop infinity times probably. I hate this. I take it back. I don't want to do this one. The only viral illness that is more common is the common cold. So we think about norovirus as this as a specialized thing. No, it's out there. Most of the time when you get something that, you know, they call the stomach flu. Ah, I got a stomach bug. Oh, I just can't stop puking. My kid, we have a kid. My kid gave it to me again. You probably had norovirus. So does demystifying it help? No, <laughs> no, no, ma'am. No, ma'am, it does not. Once you get it, you can still get it again. Cool. So it's not like you're not protected forever. Sorry. You any good news about it? or um, You can test for it <laughs> in stool and vomit if you want to do it that way. Uh, <laughs> that is frozen and in frozen individual bags that will last up to five years. <laughs> If you're into that. <laughs> so grody. Hey, can we please clean this freezer up? No, wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm running some tests and it's only been four years. <laughs> Just get comfortable, okay? Put your sandwich somewhere else. 
But that's exactly what somebody did at some point. Somebody yeah, no did kidding, that. Sydney. I'm fa- <laughs> science is great. It's yeah, amazing. science is the best. It's just the best. Um, don't cheer for science on this one, guys. <laughs> Listen, we don't have to support science and everything, okay? Sometimes science goes off on some whack stuff, and you don't have to follow it there. If I put your poop in a bag, how long do you think it would last in the freezer? An individual bag, one of the little Ziploc baggies that are only big enough for half a sandwich. Isn't that sad, though? You put one person's poop in a bag, you're a scientist. You put a bunch of people's poop in a bag, you're a weirdo. They didn't know about that, honey. You didn't have to tell them about that. You take that poop out of the bag, you use it to grow uh, potatoes on Mars, you're Matt Damon. They were showing that joint on a loop yesterday. I don't know if anybody caught it. Yeah, this guy knows what I'm talking about. Great he movie. watched The Martian with me. So the treatment, I mean, mainly you just ride it out, buddies. You just drink a lot of water and hopefully it will pass soon and you won't get too dehydrated on the way. For most of us, that's that's all we're going to do. Stay hydrated and ride it out. Obviously, as I mentioned, there are specialized populations, very little kids who, I, let me tell you, if you ever tried to get a one-year-old to drink when they're dehydrated, that is a task. That's a whole thing unto itself. So obviously there are cases where people could have to be hospitalized, but most of us, it's just going to be like locking yourself in your cabin and drinking a lot of water until you get better. Prevention is easy. Wash your hands. Don't eat poop. (laughs) Wash your hands. Wash fruits and veggies. Cook seafood. uh, Wash your laundry. Like if you get sick, wash everything. Don't cook. If you're sick, don't cook food for other people. (laughs) You know what? You should really take some time to relax. You've earned it. Yeah. Lay back. You don't feel good. Get fluids. (laughs) Let somebody else take care of the cooking. Uh, Because it's going to take a really long time, too, because you're going to keep going to the bathroom. Clean all surfaces. I mean, but really hand washing. Basic hand washing is the way that we prevent the spread. So it's not like this. Every time somebody gets norovirus, it doesn't lead to this horrible outbreak. Because if that were true, we would all be pooping all the time (laughs) every day. I I mean, we're not supposed to be pooping every day. Well, I mean all the time, every day. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Back and forth forever. So, why do- <laughs> Ew. So why do we associate it then? If it's that common, if it's the same thing that your kid brings home from school, if it's the same thing that can tear daycares apart, why do we associate it? Well, I mean, it's true. It, why do we associate it with cruises? Well, it's kind of like we're all jammed in here together. That's just a big part of it. We're all we've all gotten very close this week, um, and that's true. And also, we didn't mean it like that, but please woo. <laughs> we meant like I mean, fecal oral close, but that's fine emotionally, emotionally as well. Wooing is appropriate. Which, when you think about it, what's more intimate than that, really? Stop. <laughs> But the other thing is it's tracked on cruise ships. So it's kind of an unfair thing. Every time it happens, you know, in a school or a daycare, it's not like it's it's on the news um, unless it shuts the whole school down like in Norwalk. Uh, but it's it, we keep track of it on cruise ships. So when an illness happens, it's being logged somewhere. If you're sick in your room and you tell somebody they're keeping track of that and the CDC keeps track of it. So because we keep track of all these illnesses and tally them up, it seems like it happens a lot more, but it's just because we're aware of it. So that's a, that's a huge thing. I always assume there's an element of jealousy to it too. Like when you see those stories in the news, the thought in your head is always like, serves him right for going on a cruise that I'm not on. Those, <laughs> those jerks. 
Um, if you do get sick, and we've, we, are, we have such little time left, it's probably too late for this. was good advice at the beginning of the week. If you do get sick, you should tell somebody so that we can quarantine you immediately in your cabin. <laughs> can you bring your ukulele? You can bring your ukulele with you. Just, I mean, wash your hands if you're going to lend it to anybody. Yeah, right. Um, if you do see somebody sick, the advice is get away from them fast. <laughs> run away. <laughs> if Don't you see somebody poop. puking, turn around and run. If you see somebody pooping, where are you or where are they? <laughs> what is happening? I mean, that's fine. Far be it for me to judge. Um, but because of that, we keep track of it. There were 20 reports of noroviruses on cruise ships last year. That's 2,384 people who got sick puking and pooping, which isn't really that much when you think about the scale of norovirus. It's just that's we keep track of it, so we count those numbers. Um, many cruises have reported this illness because we have to report them all. One ship gets the name the Cursed Cruise Ship. That's not this one. <laughs> because of how many different outbreaks it's had, that's called the Balmoral. Uh, it's an old ship. It was built in 1987. Balmoral. <laughs> Either way. It's had six outbreaks of norovirus in the last seven years, which is a lot. Uh, that's a lot for a cruise ship. Most don't have those kinds of numbers. Um, the last one last year, about 300 people got sick. They had to cut uh, the cruise early by a day. A lot of, all those 300 people were like kept inside their cabins and people got very angry and complained. They refunded one day worth of cruise for everybody. Um, they gave them like a discount on a future cruise. <laughs> but like legal action resulted because people were so upset because their holiday was ruined. Now, you can look up any ship's record, <laughs> like their most recent inspection on the CDC website at the Vessel Sanitation Program. You can go to cdc.gov and look up any boat. They've been, within the last year, they have been graded, like a health inspection grade, and as long as you get over 85, you're passing. And of course, once I figured this out, <laughs> guess what I did? <laughs> now, who wants to know? <laughs> Go for it. We got 100%. What? <laughs> the Westerdam did great. It did great. All I looked its history up. We're fine. This this ship is great. It's great. So, 100%. Yeah. That's right. Let's give another round of applause for the crew of the Westerdam. That's, That's fantastic. Right. Even, even if they were tempted, <laughs> they never <laughs> gave anybody... <laughs> to get, because it's intentional, obviously. It's not intentional, you know what I mean. No. Um, is that is that all the show? That <laughs> the, usually at the end of our show, if you're not familiar, Justin says, "Is that all the show?" And I say, "Yeah." Yeah, but then I edit it out. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, thank you to the taxpayers for use of their song "Medicines" as the intro <laughs> and outro of our program. Well, I'm recording it. and I don't want to do it twice, yeah. so I'll just. <laughs> so thank you to them. Uh, -huh. uh Thank you to Maximum Fun Network for having us as a part of their family of podcasts. <laughs> thank you to uh, 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 the Jonathan Colton crews and the people who organized it and everything for having us. It's been an absolute delight. So thank you to them. Um, do you uh, do do you uh, should we do this the song I wrote? Do you want to do it? Yeah, I was giving you room to. Sydney told me the topic. And I told her that I wanted to write a song because I had a ukulele all of a sudden. <laughs> and I um, I only know one song on ukulele. <laughs> this is true, actually. 
This Lady Gaga is born this way. That sounds like a bit. It's not. It's the only song he knows on ukulele. No, it's the only song I know on ukulele is Lady Gaga is born this way. So I had to write a song. I wrote a song about norovirus to the tune of Lady Gaga is born this way. And also, the other thing about it is that that song is just the same chords over and over again, so it's not very long because that would have gotten boring. And also, um, yeah, sweetheart, if you could just point the other mic at the one you play. I don't want I don't want people to miss a note. Well, I mean, here we go. Perfect. There we go. Human I, mic stand and physician and podcaster. What can't she do? Like so, at the sound hole there? Yes, at the sound hole. Yeah, you're, that's a joke, but that's actually what it's... Okay. Sweetie, we can do this together. I'll stop moving, I promise. Okay. okay. Move my lyrics over here. Also, we wrote this in the half hour before the show, and I didn't know if I was going to do it or not because we wrote it in the half hour before the show. Is there any more qualifiers? Oh, and also, <laughs> I didn't, Sydney wouldn't tell me what the episode would actually be about, like the specifics, so she would only tell me, tell me facts if they would rhyme. <laughs> true for all of our shows i intentionally don't tell justin information ahead of time because then i don't know what he's gonna say <laughs> this is the intro <laughs> nausea fever headaches then poop until my butt breaks my stomach cramps norovirus feels this way <laughs> come on sing along you know the words <laughs> The fecal oral root. That's right from mouth to poop. I hate that line. The fecal oral root. That's right to mouth from poop shoot. Wash your hands or norovirus has its way. People get it every day. More commonly before May. Norovirus feels this way. Uh, hold on, my phone went off, so I don't have the last verse. And it's a really good one. Uh, guaranteed to cause a frown. Name for an Ohio town. <laughs> Norovirus feels this way. <laughs> my name is Justin McRoy. And I'm Sydney McRoy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.